0: And at the end of the day, as the owner of the business and as the visionary, I have to be doing what's gonna move the needle in my business. I can't just be doing some random thing. Welcome to The Success Club, the podcast where we delve into all things business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade, multiple seven-figure business owner and business coach Along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the Success Club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. I'm going to be taking you through a little bit of a different episode today. It's going to be all about my coach and my coaching session. So, yesterday I had a full day strategy session with my coach. Now, my coach is also not just a business coach, he is a business advisor. And he's an accountant as well. So not only does he help me with working out all of my business stuff in terms of strategy and places that I could improve and things like that, but he also helps me with my business finances as well, which is amazing. I have learned so much from him. He's such an inspiration to me. He is a super successful business man himself. He runs multiple businesses, very successful, multi-million dollar businesses, and he's basically living my dream life. So I wanted to learn from him because I feel that, you know, whoever I'm going to learn from has got to be an expert in their field and they've got to be doing more than I'm doing. And they've got to be really showing me up. I want to be around people, especially a coach where just being around them makes you feel like you want to do more or you want to achieve more and you want to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And that's how I feel. So I just thought I would share with you guys what we went through, take you in a little behind the scenes of my business, um, behind the scenes of what it was that we went through yesterday. And while it's all fresh in my mind, I just thought I would record this episode So we took each of my businesses and we looked at them one by one on a case by case basis to try to work out where we could find some improvement in the business. And the first place we started was with my salons. So with some of my salons, we started to notice that there was a bit of a trend happening in terms of the productivity. So we looked at each of the team members and we looked at how many hours are they actually booked? So Every week, there's a certain percentage of hours that each person is going to be booked for, and you want to have a target amount of hours that each person should be booked for. Now, something that we really struggle with in my business is cancellations. It's just the way it goes in this day and age, I guess, where people cancel last minute and there's not a whole lot that you can do about it. We already have a deposit process that we use where we take deposits from people and we secure their appointment against a deposit. So if they don't show up, we do have a backup in terms of our, a deposit, but it's not really a lot of money. It's usually only $50 or $100. So if someone doesn't show up for their appointment and it's a six dollars or $700 service, we're still losing a lot of money when people don't show up. I don't know if it's just this day and age or what has changed, but people just consistently cancel their appointments last minute and don't show up. So we end up with a lot of gaps in the book. We end up with a lot of inconsistencies. And I really feel that we have tried every single thing we can to try to fix this problem by taking deposits, by having a wait list so that if someone cancels, we can quickly slot somebody else in. And we've really worked to optimize our systems in that sense. But at the end of the day, life happens. People are going to need to change appointments. Things are going to happen and we are going to be left with empty spaces. So the solution that we basically came up with was to, instead of worrying about the empty spaces, we want to make sure we have a real overflow of clients ready to book in so that if someone does cancel, we've got more people calling ready to book in for those slots. I think this is a really key finding for us because I kept thinking that the issue was people cancelling, like how do we stop people from cancelling? But at the end of the day, you can't really stop people from cancelling an appointment if they don't want to come or if they don't want to show up. There, There isn't really a whole lot that you can do. So we just accept the fact that that is what it is. People are going to cancel and we just have to work around that and find a different solution. So the solution that we came up with was to increase the clients that we have. So we currently have a marketing budget every month and we're not really maxing out our marketing budget. We generally try to stick around 5% for our marketing budget, but he did say to me yesterday that if you were in a growth phase and you really want to grow and you want to obtain more clients, you can go anywhere up to 10%. You obviously might be taking a little bit of a cut in terms of profit and in terms of revenue, but that is for the longer term gain of the business so that you're able to grow more. So we really looked at the productivity and that's something that we're going to work on in the next six months of the business is to increase that productivity. Currently we're sitting at about 60 to 70% hours booked. We really want to be sitting up a lot higher around 80 to 90% hours booked, because that means there is of course, some time for gaps and for, you know, breaks and for things in between, but we do want to be booked out for the majority of the time. So that is a key metric that we are going to be working on. We also talked about implementing a referral program. He gave me a book by Alex Hormosey. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of him. I had heard of him, but I, I couldn't even tell you what he looked like or what he stood for. I just heard the name before, but he gave me one of his books. It's a new one that's just come out. That's a um, hundred million dollars, $100 hundred million leads, hundred million dollar leads, something like that. He gave me the book and he really encouraged me to read it. He said that there is a lot in there about, looking for ways to market that don't cost a lot of money where it's not continually having to spend more on marketing. So I'm really excited to read that book. I will definitely report back to you guys with how that book goes and what I think of it. Um, so I'm definitely very excited to read that. A few other things we discovered is that there were a lot of inconsistencies between staff members. So we would notice that one staff member would be making X amount of dollars per week. And then another one would be making double what the other one was making. So another thing we want to work on is trying to get each person a little bit more consistent and within the same range. So they're not such extreme changes in sales between staff members. We also want to look at doing a competitor analysis. So this is something that I haven't done for a little while. I have done in the past. Whereas when you look at all your competitors and you work out what it is that they're charging, and that will give you a really good indication of whether you should be increasing your prices or not. Something to note with this is that you should only be comparing yourself to competitors who are similar to you. So you don't want to be comparing yourself to a competitor that is completely in a different realm or is doing something different, even if it is the same industry. To give you an example, we recently did a competitor analysis for our hair extensions business, and we only compared ourselves to other brands that we knew had similar quality hair extensions to us because one of the brands that we looked into they were cheaper, but we know for a fact that their quality is not as good as ours because we have customers complaining to us constantly about this brand saying that their quality isn't good. So there's no point in comparing our price to their price because we're not comparing apples to apples. So this is a really important thing is to make sure that you are comparing other businesses that are really similar to yours that are offering the same level of service so that you're really doing an equal comparison. So we definitely want to improve a few things in my salons and it just felt really good to look at all the nitty gritty details. Like we went over all of our expenses to see, are we spending too much on overheads? You know, are our wages too disproportionate? And, you know, sometimes uh, he said, if, you know, your wages are too high and your sales are too low, then you might have to let someone go. But with the hairdressing industry at the moment, there is such a shortage of qualified hairdressers. It's so hard to find qualified staff. So I would rather try to work to increase the sales, to bring in more clients, then go the opposite direction, which is to let someone go and then be doing less clients. It makes more sense to me to try to increase the clientele. And that would be the way to go. So it's of course going to be different in every business, but that is the way that I'm looking at it in my salon business at the moment. And then we moved on to my e-commerce wholesale business. And this is really exciting because this business has honestly grown so incredibly fast. I turned it into its own actual business with its own ABN and its own, you know, complete different entity only three years ago. And the first year we did 550,000 in sales. The second year we did 1.8 million or close to 1.8 million in sales. So we actually more than tripled our sales in that second year of having our wholesale e-commerce business. And then this year we're on track to do 2.2 million in sales. So we haven't doubled or anything or tripled or anything crazy, but maybe the year after that we will, who knows? I'm, I'm being remaining hopeful and obviously taking action towards that as well. But this e-commerce business has grown so incredibly fast. Like it's so amazing to see But that has also brought some issues and challenges along the way. We have found it really difficult to keep items in stock, especially our most popular items. And because we have such a large product range, it's really hard to keep all of the colors in all of the styles and all of the sizes in stock at all times. So this is something that we've really had to work on is our stock levels. And it's a continual work in progress. But we did come up with some really good solutions as to how we could control our stock a little bit better. And one of those things that we looked at was in Shopify, there's a report called ABC Products. So you can see all of your products that are sitting there. You have A grade products, which are the top selling, best performing, highest profit margin products. And then you have the B grade products, which are kind of the mid range ones. And then you have the C grade products. And something that we discovered was a lot of our stock was actually sitting in C grade products, like probably, I don't even know, 80% of our stock was sitting in C grade products. And what you ideally want is to have 80% of your stock sitting in A grade products. So you continually have enough of your top sellers, your best selling items to sell. So this was a really big discovery for us because we were struggling to keep our stock levels in check. We'd continually be ordering more stock and we'd be putting a lot of the profit of the business back into ordering more stock. And we could see that our stock levels were growing yet. We always seemed to be running out of stock. It just didn't really make sense. So it was really interesting to do a deep dive into the business and look at the fact that we can grade products by ABC, and then we can see exactly where we need to be shifting our products to. So now we know we need to shift our budget from being in those C grade products into the A grade products. And that would involve either selling them out, letting the C grade products sell out sort of slowly over time or doing a sale to just move that stock through and then to invest it into those A grade products, which we know we're going to sell, which we know are going to give us a good return on our investment. And that's what we're looking to do. In a fast-paced world, time is everything. And for busy business owners like you, efficiency is key. That's why I use Flowdesk, the ultimate email building platform designed to save you time and skyrocket your business success. With Flowdesk, creating stunning emails is a breeze. Say goodbye to complicated interfaces and coding. Flowdesk's user-friendly editor empowers you to design captivating emails in minutes. They also have amazing automations which help you to save time and money. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you would have seen the beautiful design as I use Flowdesk for all my emails. Flowdesk offers a vast collection of templates crafted to match your brand's unique style. If you are interested in trying Flowdesk on a free trial, you can go to shakirajade.com forward slash Flowdesk to find out more or use my code shakirajade at checkout to save 50% off your first year. Join myself and thousands of other entrepreneurs who use and trust Flowdesk. This was also really interesting diving into the e-commerce business because I have had a brick and mortar salon based service business for many years now. And so to move into e-com has been a totally different game for me. It's a totally different type of business. And I've learned so much along the way through running an e-commerce business. I've learned that stock really is the biggest issue. Cash flow and stock are the two biggest issues that we've faced Whereas it's interesting in my salon businesses, I feel like a lot more of the challenges come from the team and from trying to manage so many people and trying to get everyone, you know, working in the same way, operating in the same direction. That tends to be the biggest challenge is the team. Whereas in my econ business, we have a smaller team, so it's a lot easier to manage and the issues seem to be a lot more with the stock and the cash flow and the forecasting and those sorts of things. So it's just so interesting how the two different businesses work. And as much as I love my team and I love being a leader, I am a little bit more of an analytical person. If I had to choose between being a task oriented person or a people oriented person, I definitely fall into the task oriented category. If you guys have ever done the disc test before, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because it divides people into people categories or task categories. So I'm definitely more of an analytical task category type person. So for me, I find it really exciting to work through things like this. Like how do we figure out our cash flow? How do we figure out our stock levels? How do we dive into all the ins and outs of this e-commerce business to see what's going to work? And it actually really excites me. Whereas when it comes to the people side on my salon side, A lot of the people issues are HR and having, you know, difficult conversations and dealing with people's emotions and all that kind of thing. And I just personally find that a lot more challenging. It's not that I can't do it. I I do do it and it has been a big part of my business, but it's just not my favorite thing to do. I love looking at problems and figuring out problems and I'm just more of a task oriented person, but I think that's okay. And I think that's really good to work out early on in your business so that you know what you like doing and you know what you don't like doing and you do more of what you like and more of what you don't like because i also find that if you tend to like doing something you're generally better at it so for instance i don't really like doing hr stuff and doing you know performance reviews or having to give written warnings and things like that i can do it but i don't love doing it i actually think that there are people on my team who are better equipped For those conversations, because they are more people oriented and they really love having those kinds of conversations. Even if it's challenging, they really enjoy being able to help someone, being able to lift them up and and give them, you know, sometimes constructive criticism. So for me, I'm much better off having someone on my team who's trained and willing and able to do those sorts of tasks so that I can focus my attention on the tasks that I actually like doing and the bigger picture stuff, which is. Things like this, working out cash flow, working out strategy, all those types of things. So I think learning early on where you like to spend your time in your business, where your strengths lie, and then just go for that and don't feel guilty. I used to always feel so guilty, like with the HR things. I used to think, well, I'm the owner of the business, it's my business, I should be involved in every meeting. I would just sort of put this responsibility on myself when I really didn't need to, I didn't have to put that amount of responsibility on myself. If I don't want to do a task and I don't like doing it, I don't have to do it. I can pay other people to do those tasks. Another thing that I really don't like doing is getting deep into spreadsheets. I'm I like a spreadsheet. Don't get me wrong. I am analytical. I like a spreadsheet, but I don't really like delving deep to where the numbers start to kind of melt into one another. And I don't even know what is going on. That is like whew, too much for me. And again, I would rather pay someone to do that. And that is something that, you know, I do with my accountants and my financial advisors. We make sure that the reports are sent to me, that all the information is given to me. I, at the end of the day, still ultimately make the decision as the business owner, but I'm given all the information and I'm not the one having to sit there and work everything out. So work out where your strengths lie in your business, work out what you like doing. And that's going to give you a really good guide as to what you should be doing in the business moving forward. Now I'm just going to put it out there. I would love to spend a day with one of you guys in your business, helping you deep with the strategy. Like my coach did with me. I've never thought to offer a one-on-one day, but I would absolutely love it. It is so exhilarating to be able to get really deep into the business I love doing strategy sessions and I love the 90 minutes we have together. And then even on the coaching calls for my one-on-one coaching clients, we spend, you know, an hour together and that's amazing. We can definitely work through a lot, but to be able to sit down for a full day and deep dive into a business, it's absolutely phenomenal. So I'm going to put it out there that maybe one day that will be one of my offers and maybe I'll work with one of you guys one-on-one for an entire day to deep dive into your business and just really get to the nitty gritty and talk through everything in your business. I would love that opportunity to do that one day. So, you know, I'm just putting it out there because you never know. One of you guys might be listening and that's exactly what you feel like you need. And if that is so, definitely reach out to me. I can come up with something for you. We can create something. We could spend a whole day together. Even if it was over Zoom, we could spend the day deep diving into the business and just really coming up with a really good game plan as to what you're gonna do and where you need to be spending your time. This is something I really gained out of yesterday was knowing exactly where I need to spend my time. Because sometimes I feel like, I'm torn between what I think I should be doing and what I should actually be doing. And at the end of the day, as the owner of the business and as the visionary, I have to be doing what's going to move the needle in my business. I can't just be doing some random thing. So I've got to really be intentional with my time and how I spend my time and making sure I'm most efficient with it. So all the work in progress and I am just very excited for the next year and what it has to hold. And I truly can't wait. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful getting a little bit of a behind the scenes of what it is that I'm working on at the moment. And then now I'm going to talk about my favorite thing. So this week, my favorite thing actually was the Tony Robbins Time to Rise Summit. I watched it on the weekend. It was a three day event. I'm not sure if it's still on YouTube. Potentially it might be. Um, but they did say it was only going to be up for a limited time. But I absolutely love Tony Robbins. I've been listening to him since I was a teenager. He's my favorite personal development speaker. I think he's just the best. He's the greatest of all time. And yeah, it was so amazing. It was so interesting listening to what he had to say. There were so many things in there about limiting beliefs, which I'm constantly obsessed with limiting beliefs. I feel like it is something that truly hold so many people back and once you can really start to work through your limiting beliefs that's where you start to see big change in your mindset and in your business and everything so limiting beliefs is a big big topic that I'm very interested in and he loves to talk about that and take you through the exercises of how to just crush those limiting beliefs and create new stories and new realities for yourself and the whole thing was just amazing so if it's still around by the time you're listening to this podcast go and check it out. It's free. It's the time to rise summit by Tony Robbins. It's a three day event. It's like three hours each day. So it's a, it's a time commitment to watch even the free videos, but so phenomenal, so much value. I highly recommend it. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and you can find me back here next week. I'll see you guys then. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it also. If you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.